with spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mad Max, spoiler rep number 31. Not the 31st Mad Max. I didn't say that right. There will be, though. We're going to do 30 more. (laughs) There'll be 31 movies by the time they're done. Okay. (laughs) All right. That's good. Um, Spoiler rep, ladies and gentlemen, as we always have to say, uh, we are going to go into every aspect of this film, including the ending. So if you haven't seen this movie, you've downloaded something weird. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> I don't know what you were trying to do. Yeah, it's your fault. You, I'm going to blame you. Yeah. Um, so uh, return guest um, to the show was on in, I think, January, December? Jan- uh, uh, December. December. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were talking some Oscar movies. Yeah. Um, writer for John Oliver, back from the Big Apple, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Avery. Hello. How are you? <laughs> How is everybody? And also half of the uh, podcast, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor ever. Period. That's right. Period. That's right. Of all time? How I forgot for a second. <laughs> uh, the other day I said the best actor of all, and I was admonished for that. Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. Got nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which will be in this year's Los Angeles Podcast That's Festival. Right. Nice. Oh, very and, excited. And, you know, we have video screens. So you'll be able to show clips oh, that's your beautiful. podcast. Yeah. We did a live episode in New York. And uh, which was, uh, boy, classically lost. Oh, uh, God. The, the last thing I said to the guy it's as so I was great leaving. When you do live ones. Yeah. Uh, is you, Nor- I, you, knew, oh, you New Yorkers are a bunch oh, of assholes. No. Is that. <laughs> And then it's weird that he lost the episode. Uh, <laughs> our last live one was lost in yeah. Oklahoma was, City. Yep. I mean, I knew when I heard that, I was like, "This is, we're not the only ones that this has happened. I've heard this before. Like, uh, we had some problems and um, good luck to all of you. You know, yeah. like, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always the I can't just do anything. But I, and yeah, and I asked the guy, it was as if I, I don't know what I was leaving. And I said, you, you did record this, right? And he's like, like, we never, it never occurred to me to talk to like he'd been prepped and everything he knew what to do but i was like you, you recorded it right he's like oh yeah and then the next thing i knew the old corrupt file oh uh, yes yeah. that only happens in live venues for some reason yeah, yeah. <laughs> only happens in a live it's ven- the creative differences of uh i think podcasting the sort of like i don't know it was, it was corrupt uh, i don't know what that means right i don't but it's it's that sort of mysterious for some reason, we just don't have it. I know. The thing, and I've said this before, and then I was so mad that I didn't follow through on it when we went to Oklahoma City. I've even said this to Doug Benson, who's lost episodes. Just bring a Zoom and just put it on stage as a, a, as, a as a backup. Yeah. And we didn't in Oklahoma City and lost that episode. Yeah, that is a damn good idea. I was thinking this, I was like, oh, maybe I should have just... I'm telling you, know. you, and I say this, I'm not... I say We this, do at the festival now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have two. We have so when we lose your episode at the festival, okay, we'll have a Zoom backup of. Good it. to know. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited to lose that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun. <laughs> Get your tickets to watch a lost episode, guys. Yeah. LAPodfest.com. Oh man. Yeah, that's a that's. How was the? So when technically, you- it'd be a pre-lost episode. What? <laughs> so you get to see it before it's lost. Oh, that's but true. But only if you're there. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. That's right. Yeah, it's marketing. It's like a ghost episode. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Only a handful of people saw it. <laughs> but now there's a big there. mystique around it. Like, yeah. oh, did you hear about that lost episode? We uh, were there for the pre So we intentionally lose episodes? <laughs> yeah. Yes. To That's drive exactly it up. what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, yeah. the interest. 
and then say we found it. You guys, <laughs> the, think, besides, think of the shit we could say happened at these episodes oh, yeah. that no mm-hmm. one would be able right. to, you know. Yeah, Tom Hanks punched yeah. Daryl Hannah in the face <laughs> or something like this is while she was wearing the uh, the mermaid outfit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it just it got weird. She brought up some old shit. Mm, that story may exist. That was. The- <laughs> Chris with some lore. Yeah. Small Hollywood. I'm just saying it sounds feasible to me. Okay. All right. (laughs) You did not know that about Tom Hanks, that he was a a mermaid hitter. No, no, no. It's specifically about Daryl Hanks. Yeah. Oh. Breaking news on Spoiler Up 31, guys. I don't know what Chris is talking about. If you want to make up lore as well, go to the message boards. Start a Daryl Hannah lore yeah. thread on our message boards that have the most outlandish yeah. shit, and we'll read the best one yeah. next week. Yeah, make up the craziest non-true story about Daryl Hannah, and we'll read it oh on the my air. God. Yeah, my brain literally does not know how to process that. You know when you hear something and you go, oh yeah, I can kind of see that, and my brain's like, no, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have any of the pieces available to put yeah. that story together and go, oh our, right, our Philly, yeah. Our, I remember Paul F. Tompkins and our, uh, we had a group of Philly comics where he sometimes they would spread weird stories around, like... Like Sidney Poitier was the um, the son of the actor in Three Stooges that went, this house done gone crazy. <laughs> and for a second, everyone kind of believed it. That's amazing. Well, I love that. Why wouldn't you believe it, I yeah, guess? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. uh, that's one of those things you, you stop and go, what? I mean, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. don't... I don't have enough information to yeah. suss this out. It's one of those things you just hear it and go, wow, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then okay. you say it to someone else, hey, did you know that yeah. Yeah. Paul F. Compton And then someone goes, yeah, I heard that. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or lying. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And either they're lying or they like just hung out with Paul. And right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Or it was true the whole time. Right. Oh. No, I went to high school as Sydney's kid, so he yeah. told me. <laughs> See, I almost believed you right there. Right. You yeah. really yeah. sold that. It was close. Yeah. yeah. It's the mark of a good con is details. Yeah. If you if you throw in stuff like that, no, uh, Sydney Poitier's uh, stepson <laughs> dated a friend of mine in high school, and she told me the whole yeah yeah. So and you, there's no way to track that. There's no right. way okay. to track. There's no Google you can do on sure, that. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't look it's it enough, up at all. It has enough details that you go, well, how would he? Why would right. he make all that up? My theory is that um, the most gullible people though are the best liars, because I they sound sincere. Well. You the ad, I think the attitude you have to have to lie is well why would I make this up, and then right. you can believe whatever you're dumb. saying. Yeah, I'm too dumb to make this up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I feel like I'm I can be very gullible because I a person telling me something I go well that that seems silly to why would they make that up All right, I'm just gonna take that. <laughs> if it's not weird enough, I mean, if you tell me Tom Hanks is is smacking around Daryl Hannah, I'm gonna go in do some research outfit. in the mermaid yeah. outfit. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up. But if you tell me that Sidney Poitier is the son of this guy, I'm just gonna be like, that sounds feasible to me. All right, let's, who knew? Yeah, you know. But I, but uh, yeah, I just but that means I so I feel like I am a good liar in that way because I could say something that's just yeah, right. sure, whatever, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't lie. Yeah. Look, look at his face. He's not lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into the movie, let's go, gentlemen. No, let's go on more <laughs> weird Sidney Poitier yeah. theories. <laughs> so Mad Max Fury Road. Dear Lord, we were talking about it on the regular episode. Like I said, this is like, um, what, this was having adrenaline poured into you, your eyes for like two hours. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed this film. Now I can finally talk about like the, the ending and some of the stuff. Like I, the one thing... 
Um, well, we like we like you and I liked we, it, but definitely Did really you like liked it. Kevin? I, I loved it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really, it. really liked I, it. Here we go. And one of, one of the reasons I think like the problems I had with the film was because I liked it so much. I wanted to see more. Like I wanted to see what gasoline town looked like i wanted to see what the yeah. bullet farm looked like and i wanted to see the one thing that did bother me a little bit is i wanted to see more mad max like mm-hmm. he was a passenger for a lot of this movie yeah and he was you know in a weird thing <laughs> you know uh, face yeah. mask where he couldn't talk i'm like i want to hear him talk and you know i i loved seeing like his nightmares and stuff at the beginning mm-hmm. like we're really going to get into this character and uh and then it kind of shifted to Shirley Theron's character for a large portion of the film until the end where it's her um, movie yeah that's pretty, what i was gonna yeah, say yeah. it felt like really her story yes you know and starring mad mac or right, you know right. co-starring it, it just which i was fine with because they were both very compelling characters and very interesting right and I, you know i was like yeah when's tom hardy gonna get that thing off his face but i was kind of like and then i'm now, fine with it yeah and now when's he gonna talk after he has it off that was yeah yeah but the they managed to find a mask that still looked really cool right right like it mm-hmm. wasn't it a make problem you go, oh bane yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, because normally, a lot of times you see people with their faces covered up, or you know, like The Fugitive was a movie where Harrison Ford's walking around with that beard, mm-hmm. and then he shaves it off, and you're like, now we're seeing Harrison Ford, you know. And right. this was a thing where it's like, if he wants to keep that thing on his face, I guess I'm fine yeah. with it. It's still in like, this I'm insane world. I'm not even sure yeah. how he got it off, too. Like you just kind of saw him of like. You know, banging at it with the screwdriver in the back. It was like, weird. It was like, yeah, like well, he wait, got like a he... Phillips head back yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just, just, like, sort of... just to get a click. And he just, and, he just got it. And let, let's address the fact that this was made by a 70 year old director. I mean, yeah. how many 70 year olds have those fucking images in their heads? Right now, of that movie. That's yeah. unbelievable. Well, that like thing... the, the vision and just the world that he created. I mean, granted, this Mad Max world has existed for a while, but just uh, there's some crazy shit in this movie. Yeah. Uh, the Well, that was one of the things that I loved about it is that, like I was saying, this is what I learned about Star Wars, that George Lucas created a world. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. As, the more I watch this movie, the more little things like... The guy when they come back to uh, the, uh, the is it the Citadel? Yeah, the Citadel is. And yeah. that guy pops base. out of the yeah the guy pops up out of the sand, just this dude just popping out of the, and I guess oh people live in the there's some people who live in the ground That's how they stay cool yeah and I was I realized there are so many of those types of things that you oh. saw he created this entire sort of world that was interesting unto un, you know without Mad Max interesting in and of itself you right know, the, the the crazy thing is like the start of the movie. The lead character is captured. Mm-hmm. That's how the movie starts, yeah. right? Well, right after the voiceover that gets you up to speed if you, you haven't seen the other three movies. Right. Yeah. Yep, I was a cop. I lost my right. family. I'm tormented yeah. by it. Yeah. And, and, uh, go. Yeah. And, I, and I let a bunch of people down <laughs> and couldn't save them. All yeah. right, and now I'm having horrible nightmares. Go. Right. Yeah. Are we done with the exposition? Yeah. Moving yeah. on. Good. Let's Literally. go. Yeah. That was it. Like, Literally 40 seconds yeah. of exposition. And it was a, it was a very, very um, specific effort. I'm going to get it all up done at the top of the movie and mm-hmm. i'm gonna be done and that yeah. was it so then the introduction to the citadel which i thought was a really cool way to introduce it is it's a fight he's a chase scene through it so we just in two minutes we see oh this is hell yeah right. like you see the breast milk ladies yeah yeah they're oh, being hard yeah. yeah they're being Jesus. farmed like yeah. it was, this movie was uncomfortable to watch in a good way, mm-hmm. in the sense that you went, oh God, yeah, when everything collapses and we're close to that happening, yeah. Yeah. this is what know, this right? is oh. this is what is going, <laughs> yep. this is how it's gonna shake out. Like, and 
water is going to be, I mean, everyone talks about it a hundred years from now. That's what we're going to be fighting over. Yep. Yeah, and people are going to have goiters on their necks and giant feet. It's yeah. going to happen. Oh God. At the end of that movie could have just been Mac, Mad Max pointing the screen like, see you in 10 years, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, oh, thanks. Thanks, Max. You bummed us out. Cause, but, but I mean like, yeah, you use water to control people. Um, you saw, he runs through the, He's got this greenery, this so he's growing all yeah, these vegetables. Right. He could be feeding everybody and be this benevolent leader. Nope. Well, it's also interesting. He clearly has a shit ton of water because he goes at he's like, I'm gonna pour just just pour a bunch into the, the grasses for a yeah. little bit, and then I'm gonna keep the. So I was watching that, going, how much water does that guy have that he could release a bunch? This is every, a good, this know. is a good point you bring up because um uh one of our fans um on a message board uh, wrote that, let me, let me read this. That was one of his qualms with the film was, uh, he goes, I know everyone is raving about the film, but I struggle with this movie. Visually it was stunning, but the plot was contrived and hard to reconcile. There were too many uh, logistical questions that I struggled with to make this world a reality. Like how do socially starved misfits with barely any education manage to keep all their vehicles running? <laughs> <laughs> let alone a viable petroleum industry running. <laughs> there is no explanation for how all the people in the Citadel stay alive or any other desert groove. If water is so precious, this is in all caps, why do they dump it onto the ground? Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the ridiculous uh, dust storm tornado, which seemed to have some mystical event horizon, which when crossed, could you could pick up your vehicle and toss it five feet away, you were fine. <laughs> That's from Die Hard Skier. Die Hard Skier <laughs> right. is our message. Now, I, I want to address this because, first of all, that's a great post because you're, yeah. um, you're civilly presenting an alternative point of view, and that's what we want the uh, message that's boards off. to be. And I will say hard. this mm-hmm. about this movie, too, and we said it in the regular episode. Mm-hmm. I totally, I love this movie, and I totally get every single reason why someone wouldn't like yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And this, oh, yeah. This, this you know definitely, what I mean? Like, people who don't like yeah. The Dark Knight, those people right. are dumb, their brains are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they should all be euthanized for heresy. That's okay. And that's, yeah. that's fun. Sure. That's sure. Yeah, I, I would starve them for water <laughs> and make them all have goiters. Yeah. Now, that's a realistic... <laughs> Makes sense to me. <laughs> Makes sense to me. <laughs> and Sidney Poitier went... I went to high school with him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Sidney Poitier gave us a ride here. Oh, yeah. well, mm-hmm. that's right. He Ubers now. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Imagine. Well, you know, I just gotta. I'm not doing movies these days. Oh, Mister Tibbs, please give me five stars. Yes. Um, so, so this is the kind of movie that you know I could totally see the opposing point of view because you're either on board or you're not. For, yeah. Within the first ten minutes, nothing after that is going to convince you one way or, or the yeah. other. Um, because it doesn't. This movie never takes any kind of shifts one way or the other mm-hmm. like um and that's what i liked about it so definitely it's an even tone yeah. it's a um even like uh the pacing is the same like there's no uh there's surprises story-wise and plot-wise and mm-hmm. visually but there's not like the ter- the movie never takes that left turn where you go oh i was on board until yeah now it's yeah. not it's not the way it is and it's also like it doesn't take that turn well you know i wasn't sure about the beginning but now i'm on board it doesn't do that either yeah. you're on board or you're not and i really think this is the kind of movie, like you were saying, it's going to polarize you. And I really think it it needs that really, really generous dose of suspension of disbelief. Like, right. really, you got to so. kind of throw everything out the window and just kind of enjoy the ride that basically you're on. 
because you could literally with a movie like this nitpick every single frame because yeah. there's there's like well how did he survive that crash <clears throat> yeah he wouldn't have obviously he wouldn't have if you're if you're tumbling over in a um car and there's also some kind of weird post-apocalyptic tornado next to you yeah chances are you're not going to survive you're gonna, yeah yeah I mean, and the guy you're chained to probably not going to survive either so no, uh yeah so you got to just kind of let all that go <laughs> i mean i i with all those things that uh this person is talking about i kind of went oh maybe it's because of that like I, my feeling was that oh you actually rationalized everything i i can kind of go well because oh, the storm is a perfect example at some point i was like wait what's the lightning what's happening with there's all this electricity mm-hmm. in the air and stuff mm-hmm. and i thought and i i went electrical storm like I don't know anything about a a sandstorm and what it can do, sure. or, or it, so I was like, okay, this sand, sandstorm. Oh, maybe it's some kind of kind of electrical thing. I don't know, but I just kind of went, who cares? Because look at that sandstorm. I know. <laughs> you know, it, was like, it was it was so it looked yeah. so so good, but I did think. Uh, and it would tear your skin off, really, if the sand was going. Yeah, you. I was fine with it. I was fine with it because I was just yeah. like, you were, the, you'd be fucked if you were. Yeah, because they referenced the fact that there was some sort of atomic something. Yeah, happened. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like, oh, great, that's mm-hmm. the cure-all post-apocalyptic. Right. But post nuke, who knows what the yeah, weather's yeah. going to be You're like? You're going to get giant yeah. ants at one point. We I mean, don't. <laughs> We, I cannot wait to see Mad Max riding a giant ant in the next movie. We, but yeah, that, that's the thing. You kind of don't know what not what nature is now and what it's what it's cooked up since you know after the apocalypse. So maybe that's a thing. Um, but I thought to the story, the the idea that there was a gas coming from somewhere and they were. I thought that was. My feeling was someone does have all this shit. Someone is hoarding it. Someone, you know, and so, yeah, I don't know where the gas came from, but that to me was sort of another element of the story that we just didn't get into is that this person, somebody has all this stuff somewhere. Well, it looks like it was set up and, uh, you know, this is a bit of speculation, but I think the way it was trying to be set up is like there are clans and Mm -hmm. each one is responsible for a certain thing. Like this is the, you know, the bullet farm. So this clan and each one of them had like a different look and their cars looked different too. That was great. So then you have, you know, the petroleum, uh, you know, playing guitar. Oh my God. My favorite, the greatest thing (laughs) I've ever seen. My favorite weapon ever from now on, a guitar (laughs) that shoots flames. And he's just like, mount up. That's his job. That's your job. You have one job and that's to blare rock and roll music while we drive across the desert for days yes my theory about that guy is he <clears throat> he started <throat> off as a drummer and then yeah. and then eventually you get the front man yeah and then you get promoted i'm tired of playing bongos in the back of the goddamn bus it'd be great if one guy's on a triangle yeah. someday i'm gonna get guitar but my theory is that character first it's there's two things i feel like like he just went oh yeah you think you think we can't get any crazier we crazier. We got a guy with a guitar with flames shooting out of it. Yeah. But I also feel like that guy represented the audience in a way that it put you in the movie. You're just looking around like this is awesome. Like if we all had guitars in the yeah. audience, we'd just yeah. we just be wailing. Like that's what that movie made you want to do. It's just yeah. sit up on your chair, just go yeah. fuck yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. Like for two hours. 
hours. I just wanted right. to be. I don't even play guitar. Right. <laughs> it's like, and then who gets to drive like the concert truck? You know, it's like <laughs> oh. they decide like, all right, you're you're in the uh, you're in the interceptor truck, you're in the yeah. concert truck, you're in the fuel truck, yeah. and they just have different roles for every truck. All right, you know, porta potty truck. Yeah, you're next. I wa- well, here's the thing. I, wa- I want to get back to what the the what diehard skier said, which is. The 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 crazy storm. I I was like, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. This is a future atomic blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, the petroleum thing. I kind of felt the same thing. Like the petroleum in the water. I was like, because they made an illusion. Uh, what was his name? And the 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 bad guy was called uh, Immortal Immortan Joe, right? Immortan Joe. Immortan Joe. <laughs> Great. <Yeah. laughs> um, so they're like, oh, he had found some water well. So I, I well, that better than Johnny Post Apocalypticus. Yeah, <laughs> Steve Drought. <laughs> Steve, Steve like, Drought. That's probably someone's real name oh, right now. Like, oh. oh, damn it, Steve Drought, Post Apocalyptic Detective. Sounds like a ball, play, like a pitcher. Right. <laughs> yeah, who played for the like the Angels in the early '80s? Steve Drought. He pitched a whole game on acid. Did you know that Steve Drought pitched a whole game on acid? Was wearing women's underwear, struck out the oh, side. Man. Unbelievable. Um, Steve Drought. And then he built a concert uh, van. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he drove to Burning Man. Um, so I bought. I bought that. Like 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 what you were saying, Kevin. I was like, yeah. Someone got a hold of this. When shit was starting to go down, they went, okay, my militia guys or my ex-Navy right. SEAL mm-hmm. guys or whatever, yeah. we're grabbing and, this. And there was a, um, there's a tenuous truce because each person trades and has what Needs the other person the other wants. Yeah. 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 Needs yeah. the other one. And I wanted to see more of that. That's the one thing. I wanted to see more. That, I wanted, was, mm-hmm. that was interesting. Mm-hmm. What I, but I did do that when... They stop in the desert, and the supermodels. Yeah, <laughs> literally, uh, one of those was, girls is a Victoria's yeah, Secret. Yeah, yeah. And the other one's Lisa Bonet's daughter. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> the other one was just beautiful. Um, when they were hosing each other down, I'm like, really? Yeah. You you guys are just splashing water around, and that's my. See, own- now I bought that. Why would I? I bought that completely. It's, yeah, it's a general pet peeve I have with post-apocalyptic movies. Here, I'm going to tell you why. Okay, I mean, this is why I bought it is because um, those harem girls mm-hmm. actually have been leading a sheltered and cloistered life because they're the wives that are put away. So they're used oh. to being bathed and having water on. For them, they don't understand that there's a lack of water for everyone else or anything like that. So they would actually splash it on themselves, oh, like except that. that. Uh, Charlize Theron would right. be like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? What exactly. are you doing? Okay. That's my point. Maybe. That I'll buy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got hey, hey, slow down. <laughs> exactly. We need this water. Yeah. Our girls, every, no one's getting a <laughs> milk bag. That would be funny if she went, girls, girls. <laughs> yes, girls, girls, girls. We need that water. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but then the same thing, and then Tom Hardy goes, fuck, that's water. And he's just splashing the yeah. hose around. Yeah. Get the fuck out of well, here. Well, he's got to get it through the mask. Right, yeah. but he'd be like pouring in jugs. I mean, like he would fill up canteens or what? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's my. I remember it, it, uh, this is a Denzel Washington movie. Sure, Book of Eli. Eli. Book of Eli. Mm-hmm. They do that whole thing: water, 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 and everyone's lining up, and then they're just splashing around yeah. the ladle like, yeah, like a goddamn <laughs> fucking all-you-can-eat buffet, like a supermodel. Yes, yeah. like a supermodel a buffet. <laughs> what are you, you a bunch of supermodels? And you yeah. them, turn that off. But I mean. <clears throat> Well, that that whole scene in and of itself 
was so bizarre and how else are you gonna have slow motion camera work with wet women on (laughs) there's it's the only way you could get to that scene i know that's it post-apocalyptic or not that's it that's the only way you can do it but i feel that scene it's it kind of went to something else about the movie that i thought he was trying to do which was take everything we've kind of seen in an action movie and kind of make it fit, kind of make it okay in the context of the movie. In other words, so he comes around the truck, you know, five or six supermodels there, watering. The, in the, it was, it couldn't have been more like in any other movie. You would have been like, "F Come you, on. this is this is the." Remember in the Transformers when um, Megan oh, uh, yeah. uh, Fox is lifting up the hood of the car? It was so ridiculous. She's, She's working on the. There's a thing. She. It's a plot point. Well, I got to fix this car, and yet it was still it, the. Sh- everything was just too much. Right. To see like the she top was. And she the was whole- washing the car. That's yeah, what it was. that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I was like, it took me out of the movie. Uh, I, I mean, granted, I, me and every other guy in the theater, we were all kind of like, okay. It, it kind of got weird. Actually, I could feel the energy in the room. Like, wow, wow. Okay, now well, now what are we what are we supposed to do now? Can we, we do we need to just whack off? Should we do, yeah, like I guess he wants us to just jerk off in the theater, right? Is that okay? The movie is telling us that, like, but it it was <laughs> the movie made me. <laughs> yeah, but in that movie, it was a scene that I always remember. Like, this is this is dumb. This is just that kind of over the top thing. In and I feel like here he was taking something like that and going, I'm just going to make it work because somehow. I, it just it and I went I kind of rolled my eyes for a second and then I was like I mean all right it just because there's so much over the top to the point where it was I was talking to Baron Vaughn last night and he was saying yeah there was so much it became sort of just art that, well, right, the, the, right. and that's the thing and I think it goes to what we talked about no one would have had that vision other than George Miller yeah. to put all those pieces right. together and also we were talking about not a lot of CG he put, literally put those pieces together from actual oh, pieces that's... we saw those cars and stuff we saw they were exist they were real oh, until yes. he blew them up the stuntmen wow. I mean yeah. what those guys and, and men and women did is unbelievable but I want to I address what you're talking about when we all talked about the beginning of the movie, how the Citadel, how he created this world, and mm. there's everyone had these the guys in the all white were just sort of right. just like the they had jobs, yeah, the teenage workers, like everyone had a job and a goiter and a goiter. And a goiter. <laughs> so when you did see five supermodels hosing themselves down, it was set up enough correctly. Do this is this is an interesting like from a script structure wise, mm-hmm. they set it up. What's in the what? What is she transporting? Why is she suddenly yeah. deviating from the plan? Oh, it's these girls, and then it was all explained so quickly. He he's in the room where they're kept, and there's mm-hmm. a, all that graffiti. He's like, "You don't own us, our bodies, oh, ourselves, yeah. mm-hmm. or whatever it said in there." Uh-huh. So it was all like it all made sense. Yeah. Yes, it's gratuitous <clears throat> hot ladies, which I'm sure the studio went perfect. Yeah. But I think it was also his wink a little bit to like, eh, but then we're going to make this work. But it made sense. Yeah. Because that, Especially when they're wearing medieval chastity belts. Right, exactly. <laughs> to prevent, yeah. uh, you which know. were horrified. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, but again, uh, you know, Immorticus Joe or whatever, yeah. post-apocalyptic Pete or whatever, <laughs> was, was Johnny post-apocalyptic Johnny post-apocalyptic Sandstorm <laughs> Sam. <laughs> um... I saw that and went, it made sense to me because I was like, God, this guy, of course he's so evil. He keeps the five most beautiful women in this post-apocalyptic world and pampers them and fucking rapes them. And he's clearly dying. 
he's dying and he's mm-hmm. putting his horrifying babies in them. Yeah. And I was like, oh God, oh, it's nice. I get to see some beautiful women. But I also just went, Jesus, this fucking world. And then and then went, wow, George Miller's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and But also, um, none of those characters, I think they all had a moment to kind of shine or kick ass or whatever. And none of them sat around being damsels in distress. Mm-mm. They all kind of, I mean, they had their moment where a lot of them were like, oh, what's going on? But I think once shit really kicked into gear, so did that. I mean, it was, and it was really cool to watch them. It was so great know. too, how one of them was just like, fuck this, I want to go back to the way it was. Yeah. I don't know why we're getting shanghai We had it great. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And the other ones were like, and, and, and they, again, my question going into this movie was, how are you going to do exposition and st- story, character arc? Yeah, it can't mm-hmm. be like Blackhawk Down. No, like, come on. You know, where yeah. it's just one it big great, fight. But no, those women in the back of the cab filled you in on every story. They're like, oh, he's been doing this. And- Even mm-hmm. Nicholas Holt's character, who kind of, you know, turned around and became uh, um, he was a hero. Great. I thought yeah. it, was, it was interesting. Like, <clears throat> when you're watching his character... Uh, because you don't know what George Miller is going to do, and because he'll play around with the conventions of mm-hmm. filmmaking, you think like, all right, well, this character is going to die here. No, he's going to die here. He's yeah. going to turn here. Mm-hmm. Like, like it actually, as straightforward as the story ended up being for that character, you never knew what was going to happen. Yeah, and that was part of the world of like, I so many times I went, well, yeah, and the po- this po- post-apocalyptic, it's just about survival. So it is like. You're my enemy. You're my friend. You're my friend. You're my enemy. Yeah. You're my, you know, right, like right. like at this at this moment right now, I'm gonna kill you. Well, right. that was also kind of a cool thing with between Tom Hardy and uh, uh, Anne Hathaway. Theron and 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 Hathaway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they you there was not a concrete moment where they decide. Uh, all right, I guess we're in this together. They just. We're moving along, and they realize, well, I, I need you to shoot this guy behind me, or I need you to drive the truck. Mm-hmm. They just, it just happened and developed uh, very organically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was so great mm-hmm. because, and this is why I thought it was so, it's one of the most amazing things about it. The action for the, for, I can't think of a movie that has done this, or at least, I just is escaping me right now, where the action was not just tacked on, let's make it blow up. Because I, I, I feel like so many directors go, they just get this hard on for this action scene. Yeah. And they don't care how it really, it kind of fits the how story. How does it play out? Yeah. This, the action drove their relationship developing. Yeah. Yep. Well, I you mean, know what I mean? I like, think it, I think you which have, was awesome. I think you have an advantage built in because literally it's a chase scene because so you have right. two characters in close proximity. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to get them to become closer emotionally together uh especially when you know you're constantly being chased by the same people over and over again so i think uh, they had that advantage but it could have been handled poorly and it wasn't oh, yeah. i thought mm-hmm. it was handled uh well it would have been handled poorly if they would have put it i'm so glad it had so little dialogue if they would have had it like you and i kid let's do yeah. this yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean there was also times too where i thought i don't know if you guys um like like it was either an accent or they're using post-apocalyptic lingo where I kind of missed a couple lines of dialogue here and there. Where, yeah. Where Which made the, me go, I got to see this again because it's sort of like Australian. It's kind of like what they did in Blade Runner, how he, remember he talked about, Decker talked about, you know, there's this language in the streets of LA that's like, 
Vietnamese and Spanish and, mm-hmm. and, and sort of, it's sort of weird developed. That's what would happen in wherever the fuck oh, this yeah. was, you know? And well, there's a sequence like that on Cloud Atlas too. Mm-hmm. Remember that where, mm-hmm. uh, so you're not really sure. Like there was a couple of times between that, you know, the post-apocalyptic new speak or whatever. Uh-huh. And the, uh, and the accent sometimes is like, wait, what did, what did they just say? Yeah. Mystic- but you know, and I liked Cloud Atlas. Uh, I was, well, I was able to enjoy it, but no, I, I, still, liked it too. I still, in moments like that, I did feel like, wait, what are they? Like, I didn't like that I couldn't understand uh, right. what was what they were saying. Right? There was something about that movie that I was like, okay, I need to. It was so confusing that I needed to at least know exactly what they were, what saying, they were saying at all saying, times. Yeah. Here, I could watch the movie and just go, well, I'm sure I'm going to figure. It's all going to make sense. It's all yeah. coming together somehow. You mm. don't need to, you know. Let's go into this. Um, so the ending and what leads up to the ending. So yes. the ending. Really, like, I, by the end of it, I was like, oh, this is Charlize Theron's movie. Mm-hmm. It's as, uh, Well, I, at Act 3, basically, they turned around. Yeah. You know, and they went, they went back. Which, yeah. was, which was great. Oh, when was really when cool. the green zone was dead. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the green zone or whatever was all run by women. Like, that was the other thing. was like, wow. George Miller, from what I saw, you guys tell me what you think, was clearly like, men who run who control everything, water, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. uh, power and guns are destroying this earth and women got to save it. Well, yeah. I don't think that was at all subtle, especially. No, no, uh, I mean, it was very clear. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's people online going, oh, he's, it's a it feminist even, agenda. It was even on, in the dialogue, like uh, who killed the world you know, when he's yelling yeah, at, no, you know, true, yeah. the one guy. So it's, it's very, um, it's very and clear. And look at the women. All the women are um, heroes in this. Yeah. The, you they're know, older. They're older. The, the women the, who those badass women. Were, yeah. Well, they were there or property. That's right. The yeah. Yeah. Their, yeah. Because that's the thing. When they get to uh, when Charlize finds her people again, they they could have very easily made it another bunch of young hot women who you know it could. Right. But it was it was these older women who were wiser, smarter, had been around, and knew how to kick ass. Right. And it, was, it, it wasn't out of the blue. I bought everything, every bit of action that, you know. And they were dwindling. There were, their numbers were getting a lot smaller, yeah. And too. they were just like, save bullets, one shot in the head, or whatever. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like, these older women show up on motorcycles, and they're all deadly shots. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know what? Yeah, if you made it into your 60s in that world... Yeah, you would have to be a pretty good shot. (laughs) Guess what? You knew how to do that. But here's the interesting thing to what you said about how, like, you know, it was clear that it was very, like, yeah, men who had been running things destroyed everything. But until you said that just now, when you said it, I went, oh, yeah, that's right. And it made perfect sense, and I got it. But I don't think... It just wasn't hammered over the head. You know, it, like he mm-hmm. was able to say all these things and put that, but you didn't feel preached to. It didn't right. feel overly like, I have a message, everybody. You know, mm-hmm. it just felt it was woven into the plot. It worked so well. And you came out, you know, yeah, I, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't like, it wasn't overdone. It wasn't preachy, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It was, it was so cool. And then, you know, the ending of the movie. So I liked when he walked away. It was so great. He walks yeah. away. And again, yeah. This great nonverbal moment. Mm-hmm. She's way up high again. She's above, literally above. She yeah. has ascended to the throne of the mm-hmm. Citadel. Mm-hmm. She is now running it. He's not at her side. They're not this royal couple yeah. running it. He's in the crowd. 
that's such a great shot. And he just looks up and they make eye contact and he just nods and she nods. That's it. And she doesn't go, oh my God, where's my nod? <laughs> I mean, no, she's... And she's, really, yeah. and that's, I'll, I'll tell you, that whole sequence towards basically act three is when he kind of comes alive, when he doesn't go with them at first on the motorcycles. Yeah. And he's haunted again. You let us all down. You didn't help us. And that's where he finally kind of takes, makes a decision. And, mm-hmm. and takes I want to say this real quick. The CG that was in there with the, the young girl, whoever was haunting him, yeah. mm-hmm. how she would turn, her face would yeah, change. Yeah, that was really yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? It, it's interesting. I saw a couple CG moments that were like, where you wouldn't expect them. Like the cars weren't CG, but the birds flying overhead seemed to be <laughs> like you know, oh, that yeah. kind of like, cause they're mm-hmm. in like sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously a two headed, uh, lizard. That was probably great. Yes. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, but, but I, I'll say that it was one of the things I wanted <laughs> to see more of. It was like him being haunted, making that decision, going back to helping everyone and then pretty much driving act three. Like mm. I wanted to see more active max in the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. Um, but, Again, that's just because I wanted to see more of everything. And because Tom Hardy did a really good job. I wanted to see him do more, see him talk more, just be yeah. in the movie more. And I'm hoping they'll make uh, – uh, they probably will, I would think. This movie's doing pretty well. There'll probably be another one. Well, it's, it's obvious. Bullet, Bullet Town mm-hmm. comes over and tries to attack the Citadel. Or yeah. attacks uh, Gastown. Yeah, get or, Bullet or, and Gastown <laughs> fight it out, and the Citadel is going to lose their water and – Guess who comes back? There's plenty of places you can go. <laughs> I don't know, though, because I don't think um, Mad Max goes back. I think he just keeps moving. He's a guy in a straight line. Yeah, so, no, I like can't imagine what the next one would be. He's like the Incredible Hulk with a car. And he, he just really finds is, he just another keeps going. car. <laughs> Man, why didn't he ever buy it? He could make some money. Yeah. <laughs> get, a little, get a little beater. Yeah. Or just a green charger. Yep. Get a moped. <laughs> yeah. Although I was I was a little surprised at the beginning because Mad Max he, obviously he knows cars he knows the world um, why wasn't his car faster at the beginning uh, he got overtaken pretty quickly oh, yeah. uh, but uh, that's you know minor minor points but Everyone, here's everyone's the got to get a tune up now yeah yeah and uh, but I loved uh, just those opening shots of the movie you just you hear the engine roar you see mm-hmm. the close ups of these souped up post-apocalyptic cars yeah. it was just you know it was it was just like it adrenaline was, it was so nuts i, I want to go back to the thing that you said about you wanted to see more mac yeah. mad max sitting here now logically i go yeah yeah i would like to see him during the movie i kept going wow when is he going to get involved mm-hmm. but not from a like what the fuck are they doing but i was like but i every time i'd ask that then then I would just get more engaged with like, what the fuck is Charlize Theron doing? What yeah. What is she what is she up to? What yeah. is going on? And which to me is a testament to how engaging it was, how great she was, how great the writing was, to where I was like, Oh, that's right. The name of this movie is called Mad Max. Right. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And normally that is something I would have I would slam a movie for. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like Godzilla. Like Godzilla, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, so in pain. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I'll i say this, though. Tom Hardy, kind of the master of being super engaging while not doing very much Dude, at all. he mm-hmm. is... Except when he's trying to take off a mask. I mean, that, honestly, that, looked, we- that looked weird. Honestly, watch. <laughs> just, he kept doing it. Gotta, watch. We talked about. We talked about in the other episode. Watch Lock. Lock. Mm-hmm. Yes. Watch Lock and watch that other movie. God, I just blanked on it. I saw it where uh, with James Gandolfini's last film. Oh yes, uh, uh, the drop. The drop. That's watch it's those amazing. Two movies. The drop. He's one of these just like 
quiet, unassuming, work behind the oh bar God. guys. And he said, I mean, he's one of those guys, like any acting teacher on the face of the earth should be like, watch this dude, how much he conveys with saying nothing. Yeah. I mean, the scene, I, I, the scene in his eyes in, in Dark Knight Rises, where at the end of the movie where Talia, you know, he's, t- he's she's like, you know, you got to, whatever she says, you got to stay back. And he's, and you see in his eyes, like, oh, he did this all for her. Yeah. He loves her. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you're just like, oh God, he did it with a fucking mask on. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why he is just so amazing. For I was just watching this film going, I don't know who else could have done this. Well, him, just him tied to that pole, riding along and watching <laughs> yeah. things happen around him. Right. That to me was a Tom Hardy action scene right there. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at him go. Yeah. Oh, he's looking left. Oh, he's looking right. And you know, he was tied to that pole, driven around too. Yeah. That's what's like, oh my, he actually did that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, th- but the <clears throat> other thing is, because uh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you kind of wanted more Mad Max. Um, but. That scene where he's trying to escape at the beginning and he doesn't is oh it's so intense and it's such an that chasing through but, those but that's uh, what such I'm an talking ugly, about. ugly chase. But, but that's what I'm talking about. I wanted to yeah. see more of that. Even if he failed, mm-hmm. like he was being very active and trying to get away. It's, it was a great yeah, sequence. Fight that choreography was, was fucking insane. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was just clumsy and he like it it was the perfect mix of cool and clumsy at the same time. Right. Like he does some crazy parkour. You could move, feel the desperation. Yeah. 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 Well yeah, it was it was and it was so like I even the guys chasing him, you felt that desperation. Like we better catch this guy, or oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're gonna well, we're gonna the, get killed. Because my body physically right now is like ramped up and intense, thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And when I was in the theater, I, I mean, I was like grabbing the armrest <laughs> yeah. the whole time, going, uh, 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 "Holy shit!" You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and I, I, like that was, and I, uh, it was so amazing. And that scene was like. Felt like, like you said, there was cool parkour, like, oh, he's had some fight training. Uh-huh. But this is also post-apocalyptic. It's, you're, they're going to eat you. Yeah, right. Like, they're exactly. going to fucking, they're, drain, they're keeping you to drain your blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're branding you now, but that doesn't mean you're going to be surviving for much longer. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's got good blood. So, like, this is what these scavengers do is they mm-hmm. drain your healthy blood. That was fucking horrifying. Use everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Even while they're exactly. driving you around, they were draining yeah. his blood. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> they had, when they had him strapped up and then I saw that there was a bloodline through the chains, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That is brilliant and horrifying. It was creepy. It was yeah. so creepy. Look <laughs> at. It was just like, oh fuck. Like, and the thing that, to me, that made it so creepy, I was like, yeah, this is probably what it's going to be Blood's like. going to be a commodity. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> oh God. Fresh blood. Water and virgins and oil and guns. That's son of a USA. Yeah, yeah. USA. <laughs> a brilliant title of somebody's classic album. rock album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blood and water and oil and sex and women and guns. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be a Huey Lewis in the news <laughs> album. <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Didn't Eddie Money cover that? Yeah. Um, Pretty much. So. Yeah, I saw it with a female friend of mine, and she went, that was, she goes, I've never seen a movie where a woman lead, like, kicked that much ass, and women did the majority of the ass kicking, and were the heroes. She goes, I don't know that I've ever seen a movie that did that so effectively. And I I just thought, the thing I was asking- Sucker punch. Sucker punch. (laughs) 
Suck. Wait, why am I? I know I. But that was unwatchable. Was yeah. I remember. I was like, sucker. Why do I remember? (laughs) That's why you don't remember. Sucker Punch looked. Yeah, it looked cool. I want to go back and watch that again. Yeah, I remember. But Sucker Punch. I remember when we reviewed Sucker Punch. A lot of us guys were like, ah, you know, it fell apart. And women really resonated with it. And mm. we had numerous emails and postings about why women were like, no, that movie was cool because it showed these women fought. And it was like, mm. that was really intense. So to see to see that reaction um, uh, from a woman about Mad Max, you know, love the action, love all the other stuff. I was like, man, that was amazing. Mm. And that was the question I had. How was that script 15 pages or was it 400 with all the action scenes written out? Like, how because the yeah. dialogue wise, there wasn't a lot of dialogue no. in the film. That's the one thing I kept. I was like, they're not talking much at all. At all, mm-hmm. yeah. Is it all just like he looks at her, knowing glance? This is when they did, like, mm-hmm. did they just how many times do you think that pass got blown up and redug out? Like, they kept seeming to drive through it, blow it up. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, dig it out again. And that was cool. And then yeah. just the guys on the motor, the like dreadlocky dirt predator dirt yeah. mm-hmm. guys that ran the pass like, like the tuscan mm-hmm. raiders or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, who are they what was their gig and what was yeah. their and, and that might have been their resources their resource was, was the, pass. the pass and that's yeah. what they remember because it was like we get oil leave us the oil mm-hmm. that's the deal mm, yeah so everything's all barter and mm-hmm. yeah i did want to know more about those guys because this is something that she had been working on yeah she set this up for a while Right. Charlie Theron's character. Yeah. So at some point she had dealt with him before. Like there was all kinds of sort of mystery and allure going on with all these. Yeah. And how did people. she contact them before and all yeah. that stuff? I also love that he uh, revealed little bits and pieces about the world, the people, and th- like I forget which one he was from, but the guy with the big feet. Right. You didn't know he had those big feet until usually when you when they introduce a character they would. Walk. Throw all that in, and you mm. would see, oh, and this guy, he's got the big feet. It wasn't until later I was like, oh, and look at his feet. Like, yeah. that was such a, but I thought it was so interesting. Like, we don't have to reveal that just yet. And it was, it just. The metal nose is enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, always, I already had questions about the nose. Yeah. And then he, he opened the shot of the door, and his, they're all shoving his feet in there. And I was just like, oh, and he's got that? happening to, there were just so many little things that they kept throwing in great and another thing he threw in dialogue wise he said the mayor of you know gas town said to the mayor of bulletville or whatever oh we got to deal with some family squabble that was like oh, oh and yeah do you i remember, remember that, that yeah what? when he starts chasing Charlize theron and they all kind of figure out oh she's gone off the reservation yeah he was like oh it's some family squabble so it's like and then you find out he captured her from the Green Greentown ladies mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, from Green Acres. From Green Acres. <laughs> so it was like, uh, the Green Guide letter, shout yeah. out to Steel Saunders. Um, but like, there was all these little pieces in there that just went, man, there's all this. He gave you just enough to know there's a sordid, fucked up history Everywhere. Of yeah. Everyone has some dirty secret to stay alive. Yep. Everyone, because no one had everything. But here's why you have to do that. Because it. everyone who I talked to had seen the movie before I did said, yeah, it's just one long car chase. And it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, that would have been, it could have been really boring. And with oh, all God. the action explode with everything, it could have been really boring. And... 
uh, he found a way to tell a story through all of that and to drive the action, you know, let the, the plot drive the action. Mm-hmm. And, and, so, and that's why you could stay there and watch this thing. Because I, I, uh, Car Chase can bore you really easily, easily. if it's not done mm-hmm. right. And one that long. Well, I mean, Michael Bay found a way to have giant robots fighting each other yeah. become boring. Yeah. Uh, because like, what happens is it overwhelms your <clears> senses, <throat> so you have nothing emotionally to grab onto. Yeah. Like and that that makes the action hollow and worthless. Well, that other car chase movie that that came out last year that was based on a video game, I forget it. Whatever the guy from Hot Pursuit, no, not Hot Pursuit. No, uh, Need it for was... Speed. Need for, yeah, yes. yeah. Need for Speed was one of those where you're just like, I don't care how cool the car looks. I don't care. I'm just yeah. bored out of my mind, and yeah. that's why you got to make it big, dumb fun like Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You either exactly <laughs> make it such fun with such a knowledge of how silly you are, mm-hmm. and make such a big wink. Mm-hmm. Like that, or make it so st- literally story driven, like right? That. Yeah, That's, compelling. Yeah, it was because so, I I had the same thing. I I mean, I said it on this show. I think story driven's a little generous, but uh, <laughs> but it's definitely action driven, but with story. Whatever mm-hmm. the action, however you want to say it. Yeah, the action, like like Kevin just said, the the, the the plot drove the action, you know, or the action drove the plot. Yeah. Whatever you yeah, want to yeah. say that. Un- that I agree with that. That's what it wasn't just action for action's sake. Yeah, and. I, I had the same thing. I was like, two hours of car chases. I don't know, man. Oh, fuck, this was I, great. Yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, I love the um, first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I love the second one, too. But I the the one thing about the first Avengers movie, when I go back and watch it, I realize, oh, it's really just a couple of things are happening in this movie. And then, and then we're out the door. And so it's just, we get everyone to the helicarrier. And then uh, there's some crazy shit happens. And then... That gets them into New York. Mm-hmm. That's those are three very basic things happening, and it's not. There aren't a whole lot of twists and turns in the movie. I still enjoyed it. I still love it, but it kind of makes me. I think of that movie and I go, oh, "All right, yeah, it's not a whole lot happening." And with this, so with this, I heard it's just a long car chase, and I was like, "So shit, just one. We're just gonna be watching one thing. All right, I'm, I okay. I you know, and but it's still, it's it still was so." intense and fun to watch because like when the 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 you know the gas city people join the chase yeah. you learn something mm-hmm. about right. that world yeah when the bullet farmers join the chase you learn something i was like you learned all of this stuff backstory yeah why she's doing this why mad max is involved in this all of it you learned as the chase increased and you yeah. also you get the impression too that um um Johnny Post-Apocalypticus is actually in charge of everything. Like, right. uh, like, why else would they be um, joining the chase unless mm-hmm. they were forced to and had to? Like, if they were their own city-state, yeah. like, well, it's a family squabble, you know, you fucking sort it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're growing the bullets, or we're making right. the gas. But, yeah. you know, the fact that they had to join means that even though these little clans uh, are all separate and have their own armies and militias, they're all under... The Citadel, mm-hmm. yeah, so. and yeah, but they all need to because if the Citadel, because they have the water, they have the water. Mm-hmm. But if they don't trade, if she doesn't bring the water, they don't get oil, yes. right? And they don't get mm-hmm. guns, yep. man. So it's like, so it's easily, that's why he, that's why he had, you know, Johnny Apocalyptico yeah. had to <laughs> had to join the chase because you got the feeling like he's not going to get in a car and yeah. drive yeah. unless, yeah, she went, yeah. 
And it was so great because like, oh, she's going on this run. So you're like, he said, George Miller set it up. Okay, she's got to go on a run to get the gas and the bullets. Right. Uh, I bet you some crazy shit happens. Like they're going to get hijacked or whatever. No, no. She just goes, detour. And yeah. you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. fuck. Yeah. Why? Yeah, that was great. The, her um, When she kept looking in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. Because I kept thinking. She knew they were going to be chased eventually. Yeah, but I also, I was thinking, like you said, oh, they're about to be hijacked. They're about to be, you know, and and I really kind of bought that. And then, oh, no, 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 no. She's looking at her, her rearview mirror because she's about to change shit, shit up. And yeah. Go, yeah. And so I, the other thing is with all the action in this movie, he found a way to do action differently. There were things we'd never seen. We didn't rely on there. CG. That yeah. Was the other, well, know, they also didn't CGI. rely on just like these standard car chase tricks. Yeah, right. it's like the shit that happens. You've I've never seen some guys just swinging on a pole back and forth like right. a pendulum. Like, who would think of that? While something is blowing up and he slowed it down. That yeah. one scene. and even the counterweights too. Like if you checked out the counterweights, they were engine yeah. blocks. So you even like what else would you have to use? That's what yeah. you would use. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that was interesting on the shooting is like they wanted to shoot in Australia but they had so much rain that everything got green in the outback so they oh, had to move oops. the shoot to uh, South Africa South Africa, where it looked a lot more desolate and bleak hmm. well here's the other thing too that I loved like he gets in the truck and goes ha ha later and she's like alright let's start running after the truck and I'm like she, why what? would she run after why the truck, the truck? Yeah. cause she knows the shit's gonna shut down oh yeah right. that was awesome <laughs> yeah. and he just shuts down and you know, she's just like, I know my truck. And then he, when he's pulling all the hidden guns out from everywhere, uh-huh. and I'm just like, I know she's got another one. And she knows she's got one yeah. that he's not going to find. But then some shit goes down where she needs him. Mm-hmm. And then he stays. And he's like, that unfolding. And then the um, then when she needs him to drive the truck, she's like, okay, it's one, two, one, then red and green. Or yeah, whatever yeah. the button mm-hmm. sequence to thought. Yeah, that to- one, one, two. Turn off the kill switch. I forgot yeah. what it was. Because I, I remember sitting in the movie going, when, I'm trying when to I remember work. that, <laughs> let me see. One, one, two, two, and then I can't remember I mean, that. Red it was red. Yeah, it was. Something then red, right? Yeah, well, we would die. We wouldn't make it. <laughs> we would be able to I just, did the same thing, though. I was like, I got to see if I can remember this <laughs> shit. <laughs> and we're dead. We're just um, dead. Oh, this is like still then, Alice again. The other thing cool. <laughs> <laughs> the engine of her big rig, Charlize Theron's rig, catches mm-hmm. on fire. She drops the gate down to kick up the dust. Yeah. I was like, because they've had to deal with this yes. in the past. Yes. Everything mm-hmm. overheats that in that world. That was so and you know what? Dope. There's plenty of dust yep. mm-hmm. and sand. And I was like, oh, God. It that was, was so great. Fire out. Moving yeah. on. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, again, just so many details. So many. I, I couldn't. I, that would never occur to me to write that, to come up with that idea. And close, they, the, uh, close the. Close the. Air intake valve or Plus, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Driving through the scarecrow town, I like. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. That was the those scare. Like, what yeah. were those praying mantis people? The crow looking people. What oh the fuck yeah, that's was right. That? He, he drove through the. What uh, the fuck was that? He, he, he drove through the I set of Dark Crystal. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. He drove through the set like, of Dark. Like, literally, it was so quick. I, I almost wondered if there was another longer scene that they were like, well, we got to cut that out. Because mm. he drove through the stairs so quickly. And I, and I remember just going... Well, that's Swamp Town. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really... Yeah. I just I just, I just, just turned to my friend and go, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And then they get there and, oh, love, well, your skin's so soft. She says, you know, the older ladies oh, say right. to, the, mm-hmm. to the supermodels. And then when they find out that that was supposed to be the... The green. Oh, that green, was a bummer. Or, yeah. Oh. That was a bummer. 
But that to me, um, and and this great thing, real quick, all of that's this way is 169 miles of salt, which means that used to be an ocean. Right. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Like just that line told you, oh, the oceans are gone, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that just bummed me out. I was like, yeah, he and he said, if you keep walking that way for 160 days, right, it's not gonna nothing changes. You're you're, you're done. It's exactly the same. I as day one. The night scenes, because it was just such a. I mean, you're they're all. It's the same terrain. Everywhere right. you go, it's all the same. And he still found a way to, uh, I think, keep things sort of make them uneven a little bit in terms right. of what you were looking at. And you know, because it does slow down, it's not all—it's not all one long car chase. And so there were a lot of little things in the movie that kind of took it in a slightly different direction, or kind of made things kind of just nice. You know, those night scenes—I really—they were shot really well. Oh, they didn't yeah. look. It was like it was—it was dark, but it wasn't. You could hard still see, to see what, was, what going was going on. on. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. the whole thing was shot so well. Everything, everything just looked beautiful on the screen. It in, was in a horrifying way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's really. It was. Yeah, I, I even just the way a car came onto um, the screen, just like came when, the way a car came into, especially at the beginning. Here they come. Oh, yeah, and the car just comes into the frame. It was amazing. And how about too at the very end when they come back, and uh, Tom Hardy has to get out, and they're all like, "Who is this? What's going on?" Mm -hmm. And he and he unveils the dead body of. Of Johnny Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone just flips out for a second. There's a second of like, oh, you killed our leader. And then everyone And then went, they tore, tear his body oh, apart. Oh, yeah, Sweet. fuck this guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they tear his body up. Oh. That was nasty. The guy who was, um, and again, this goes to sort of the world that, that they created. The guy who was in the chair, who was walking, the little person who was sitting in the chair. You see oh, him at the beginning, yeah. and he's mm -hmm. looking through the thing. That guy, just that random person who... You know, he his. I don't know if he was a second in command or whatever, but that guy was just. There was something about him that was just really interesting to watch, uh -huh. especially in that the the last scene where, yeah, they've they've revealed that the leader is dead, and I'm kind of looking at that guy. He looks like oh, I don't know what the fuck to do now. Right, I didn't plan yeah. for this. Yeah, now what? Yeah, okay. Uh, do you want the binoculars? Yeah. <laughs> just like this moment where he was like. Oh shit! We boy, I did not have a contingency plan uh, when I came into this job. You know, and the great thing was, the minute they find out, I should have kept drumming. The <laughs> the breastfeed women, they just say, "Fuck it, we're turning the water on." Yeah. It wasn't Charlize Theron's big moment, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Just these, everyone just went. Well, I mean, that's the great thing about this movie is it gave everybody a chance to kind of do a thing, right. and it wasn't. Um, I think sometimes a movie can fail when everything is beholden to one. This is our guy. This is the main, right. you know, so we have to have him do everything. Everybody got to kind of kick ass or or turn the plot in, in a way, you know, and that, and that was kind of an exciting thing to, to watch. Because you didn't know who was going to do what. You didn't know who was going to die. That's you, didn't, right. you, know. you, just, you just answered it right there. It is such a you, you paint a film into such a corner when one person has to yeah you know Mad Max has to run up the stairs and turn the water on mm -hmm. let my people go like yeah. oh fuck like that would have but the fact that George Miller let all these people do their shit mm -hmm. man yeah I didn't I mean the pregnant girl dying I didn't really. I didn't see, see that, that coming. coming. No. Oh God! I know. Like she's going to bring new life to the. No, she died, and that was 
horrible how yes. she was treated. And he's like, oh, it would have been a bloke or whatever the guy yeah. says and just chucks the baby. Oh, That is a thing, though, that because I think in the hands of a lesser director, um, we that would have just been the end of it. It would have been kind of just a device to go, oh, wasn't this some horrible shit? Mm-hmm. But the fact that they go back to her and they do the whole thing with the baby and you just see, you get to see more into how horrible these people are. Right. right. Cut the kid out. Let me see who it would have been, you know. And and then that goes to the other guy who, um, who the guy, I was going to have a little brother. That dude, like, you got just, there were so many little things that were character moments that I thought were really cool. Like that guy getting excited that we didn't need to see that guy. Right. Who gives a shit, really? But it was still interesting, and it still was like, oh, that's cool. Like, what's his story? What's the deal? The um, What are those the, things on his back that yeah, he's wearing? Yeah, spraying <laughs> themselves with silver paint going, I'm going to go to Valhalla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, like, they never explained it. They just no. did it, and you figured, okay, they I get what to. that they, means. This is what was so brilliant. They just gave you enough, because I just went, oh, that's his... He's using some crazy religion to control these it's guys. A, yeah. It's a blessing. The yeah. spray yeah, yeah. paint oh, is a blessing. Oh, you're going to go see your virgins or whatever. Like, he yeah. just tricking them. They don't have to set it up. They don't have to no. explain it. They just, you, you see it and you're, wa- okay, I know what's, I know what's yep. going on there. The, um, I loved the moment when the girl is, uh, she's praying. And the girl is sitting there and she's doing her own little prayer. Right. She's got the hand things. And, uh. And I didn't, I've never heard of that. Whatever she was doing, right. I was like, well, I can't, uh, was, uh, I don't know, Buddhism? Is it yeah. Islam? Is it, what, <laughs> what, what, who prays like that? I don't know, but I just love the fact that either she made this choice or the director said, we want you to, you got to do something. You, her prayer wasn't just, I'm just going to sit here and pray quietly. She had a whole thing going on. Like right. everything was a story. Every story sort of fed and, and made this world grow. Exactly. And that's exactly, because you, you go, you sit there, well, what would have carried over and how yeah. would it have carried over from civilization? Yeah. Right. And how would it be used? It and would, that's really everything becomes either a vehicle or a weapon. Yeah. And that's really every piece of technology either became a vehicle or a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and what would religion look like? Mm-hmm. It'd be some weird patchwork. It'd be scary. And scary, it would be used yeah. like Book of Eli. Just <laughs> to, the only purpose for it would be to control you. Right. Or mm-hmm. like if you go to the original Planet of the Apes. You know, and they're like the, the the ancient sacred scrolls or whatever that they use. That's what survived the the atomic holocaust, and yeah. this is what made the, you know. And Charlton Charlton Heston going ape above man, it, it doesn't yeah. make sense or whatever yeah. like that. Whole thing. <laughs> but it's like, oh, that's probably what would happen. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we using that's from three thousand years ago or whatever that is not even close to what its original form is. Mm-hmm. And also, sh- I mean, which which you could make that. I'm sure this is George Miller was intentional of like, you know, I'm I'm. This is what what Jesus said, or this is what you know uh, Allah said, or Muhammad said, or whatever. Yeah. And it's so different from what actually might have happened. So that's what he's saying is like we're going to just. This is what made it through this apocalypse. Is these weird soundbites. Pray things. And yeah, because, you know, everything from Norse mythology to... That was right, weird. Yeah, Valhalla. Yeah. I'm going to go to Valhalla, and I spray their paint, because it's like... Because they're Valkyries, basically. And that's yeah. kind of that was the um, the um, kind of the metaphor there, where the warriors, when they would die in battle, would mm-hmm. go to Valhalla. So mm. that's probably the part of, you know, mythology and religions that um, they took. They're like, well, this... All right, this fits the exact scenario. You know, the Vikings never mentioned spray paint, 
but uh, you know they they but they put it all together in like mm-hmm. this mishmash. But of, that's what uh, made sense to me is mm-hmm. the uh, Mordecai Joe or whatever. Yeah. That when I what I just you know extrapolated from that was oh god I bet you he just found a you know. Six cases of spray paint went. All right, I'm just going to use this as something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, this is how I'm going to manipulate these idiots. Yeah. Spray your mouth and meet mm-hmm. Valhalla. All yeah. right, you know. It was just such a weird. Most um, likely, it'll have lead in it and kill you faster. That's yeah. what I kept thinking too. I was like, oh boy, they they don't know that that's not good for them. Yeah. <laughs> these guys with Reuters yeah. right on 100 mile an hour trucks. Yeah. I don't think that's safe at all, <laughs> fellas. Really, should... brush your teeth. <laughs> the yeah. <paint> down quickly. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, anything else we want to discuss? I think we covered it fairly well. I will say that it makes me want to go back and see the first two movies again. Not necessarily the third one, but definitely the uh, first two. I got the feeling uh, like there was no reference to Thunderdome. Was I wrong? You know what? I, I think I'm not sure because everything happened kind of quickly. I would have to ask the fans uh, if there was any Thunderdome specific references. I've never seen Thunderdome. I've seen. I know I saw the Road Warrior a long time ago, but I don't remember it at all. I saw it on TV or something like that. And mm-hmm. I've never seen the original Mad Max. That's one of those movies I'd be like, I, I, I need to go see that because the Road Warrior was good, and I need to. But I, so I want to go back and watch all of them now. I think that I want to do the same. I'm going to watch Road Warrior, Mad Max. I might even watch Thunderdome, and then I want to see this one in the theater again. And this is the fan question from the episode. Uh, Tweet or write on uh, the Facebook fan page or on the message boards. Was there any specific Easter eggs for Thunderdome? In the film, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let us know. Oh. I mean, Tina Turner was in the movie. Did you see? Oh, that? That's, I forgot about that. <laughs> she was the one. <laughs> and there was an actual was, Thunderdome in yes. the movie. <laughs> but hey, that would be great. There's just one shot. They drive Passed. down the desert yeah. and they pass Thunderdome. It's like yeah. like when you pass Las Vegas. <laughs> that would be so awesome. You know, He's now the, playing Tina Turner and just her picture on a billboard. Like, oh. Or his map that he made with blood. You just see off to the side Thunderdome. It's like, yeah. we can't go that way. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> and then just like a subway side. Awesome. How to get some product placement? <laughs> um, awesome. Well, that was that was a fucking righteous. Uh, yeah, and you guys asked oh, for it, dude. Thank you for emailing us and saying you're going to be in oh LA sure yes. and Let's... suggesting this because you were like, "Are we going to do Mad Max?" I was like, "Oh god, let me check yeah, when it I comes out." I was like, "Oh, oh man, I was, when, yeah." When I realized, wait, this is right when Mad Max comes out. I got it. <laughs> we have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad it was this good. Yes. I right? was so worried. It would have been a more painful spoiler rep if it uh, wasn't. Have you done a spoiler rep where it's just a really bad movie or a movie you just didn't enjoy Lone at all? Lone Ranger. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah we, I never saw that. We had to tear that. Pat Francis emailed us and was like, oh, we got to tear this fucking movie <laughs> apart. Like, he was so mad. Because I think he was, he was a big Lone Ranger fan as a kid. Right. Uh-huh. And so he was like, we got to go after this one. Pacific Rim... We thought was going to be kind of bad, but yeah, it ended up being okay. And it'd be great. And Will Anderson, was and in, that was one we lost, we lost but then that. a fan recovered it for us. Yes. Hey, who's that fan? Because <laughs> I need to talk to you. <laughs> well, how can people reach you online, Kevin Avery, to rescue your episodes? Well, <laughs> they can uh, find me at Kevin Avery on Twitter, and uh, I don't know. That's that's good enough. I okay. guess. Yeah. All right. Fair All right, enough. And then your podcast? Podcast, Denzel Washington's Greatest Actor of All Time, period. We're on iTunes. We're on uh, we're on Wolf Pop's page somewhere. I don't know. How oh, it. right, right. But, uh, y- which you know. Is a, a, which is part of Earwolf. Yeah, Earwolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, if you're on Tumblr, this, our little site is Denzel is the Greatest. So, or at Denzel is the Greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then you have it. Someone is this you guys who did the? There's a Twitter handle that's at Denzelitz. There, yeah. So, so a fan created this at Denzelitz because <laughs> the hashtag was Denzelitz. That's what we call our fans. And uh, and someone just created like a, an at Denzelitz 
uh, Twitter handle, and they so she sort of if we tweet something and she picks it up and it's news, she sort of sends it out to fans and stuff like that. And uh, there was another guy, Igor Rusinov, who created like a Denzel Washington, like a, a Denzel it's website. And I wish the 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 website has some funky name so i can't remember what the thing is but um i could i don't know send you guys the link or something like that but it's uh yeah so the, i mean our fans are great and they're doing all kinds of shit for us and it's kind of really cool and and if you guys want to see them live they will be at the los angeles podcast festival september 18th through the 20th that's right um so go to lapodfest.com get your tickets it's this festival is going to be awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah it really festival's is going to be awesome can't wait to lose all those episodes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no well our people will uh, will record it yes and then, yeah and then delete it but we'll lose episodes <laughs> yeah yeah you'll lose episodes that you've already recorded like a year ago oh perfect yeah, yeah. We're gonna... <laughs> we got some nsa shit okay. yeah <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> nice <laughs> nice um all right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Uh, as someone posted online, it's spoiler up season. It really because is. Because this the is summer uh, movies. the summer movies. So it's a beautiful uh, thing. So gorgeous. Maybe we'll try to get a Tomorrowland one up next week if we can. Um, is that out next week? be great. Yeah, yeah. the 22nd. So. All right. So, um, all right, guys. Thank you so much. Kevin Avery, thank you for, thank you for coming through Los Angeles on a hiatus from the John Oliver Show. Um, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember... Han shot first. Rockatansky. <laughs> what? That's Max's last name. <laughs>